You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the people's bishop and pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 877-552-4746. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now here's today's life-giving message. To this new series, let's go. For God's glory, this is my best year yet. To the word I'm about to hear, I believe, I obey, I manifest, and that settles it in Jesus' name. Everybody in the building, stand. Everybody at home, stand. On this brand new series, I want us to saturate before I preach one word. I want us to saturate this atmosphere, saturate your home, your office, wherever you're at, saturate it on YouTube, on Facebook. Take 25 seconds and saturate the atmosphere with worship. Take 25 seconds and saturate the atmosphere with worship. Come on, open up your mouth wherever you are at, in the building and online. What's worship? It means to tell God how good he is, to tell God how great he is, to tell God how awesome he is, that he is undefeated. He is amazing, Alpha and Omega, beginning and the end, the first and the last. Nobody like him, nobody besides him. He is the great I am. And for that, we give you glory. For that God, we celebrate you. We will bless the Lord at all times in our, pra- in our praise. So continually be in our mouth, our souls. That means our mind starts real and emotions will make its boast in you. Everybody else will hear thereof and be made glad. Why? No weapon that is formed against us should be able to prosper. And every time that rises in judgment, it is condemned. Now the Bible says if you clap your hands, you'll hiss the enemy out of his place come on Wednesday clap your hands like the enemy's getting out of every area of your life getting out of your family getting out of your finances getting out of your future come on I need you to clap your hands like he's getting out of the entire month of November I pray this will be a month of sweatless victory I pray this will be a month of sweatless victory You fought in January, you fought in February, you fought in March, you fought in April, you fought in May, you fought in June, you fought in July, August, September, October, but here comes November. God, I'll go up by myself. Here comes November, and I need you to say sweatless victory in Jesus' name. Now release a shout right there, Wednesday. We almost there. Jesus, we're almost there. We're almost there. I got to make sure you set the tone for the month of November. Cuz anxiety ain't getting you this month. Discouragement's not getting you this month. Depression ain't getting you this month. Frustration ain't going to get you this month. The paralysis of analysis is not going to get you this month. Woo, come on. Come on, touch somebody close to you. Say, this is going to be your best month yet. Wrong person. I need you around somebody that when they say that for you, 
it makes them bust out into a praise. Touch a different person and say, this will be your best month yet. Find you a third person and touch them like you got an anointing on your life. Say, this is going to be your best month yet. And doors are opening, 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 and minds are changing, and hearts are being turned in your direction, and favor is finding you, and opportunity is opening. So this November, All right, last time. Go to a fourth person. Four is the biblical number of creativity. Go to a fourth person. Say, I speak this over your November. Say, the secret petitions of your heart. The stuff you prayed about and didn't tell anybody. Say, I touch and agree with you. You're going to see progress this month. Some of y'all about to... The stuff you didn't tell your mama about, you didn't tell your friend about, you just said, God, if you can do it, do it for me. Well, I'm here to tell you, he's willing and he's able. He's willing and he's able. He's willing and he's able. And it's happening this month. <laughs> All right, one more person. Get to you a fifth person online. Tag a fifth person. Just touch them. Say, I prophesy to you. That every attack the enemy had set up for you this month, say, I prophesy what Ezekiel said. Overturn, 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 overturn. <laughs> and I will overturn, 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 overturn. Come on, Wednesday. And God's going to overturn, 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 overturn. And God's going to overturn, overturn, overturn. Say it. And God's going to overturn, overturn. Speak it over your life. And God's going to overturn, 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 overturn. What your job was plotting to do with you. God's going to overturn, 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 overturn. The suicide plan the enemy had for you. God's going to overturn, 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 over. You're planning to give up this month. Oh, you ain't doing that. God's going to overturn, 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 overturn. Let's go to work. And just when you thought it wasn't going to work for you, God's going to overturn, overturn. <laughs> Come on. Grab a seat.
You ought to just speak that God's gonna, God's gonna overturn. Point to somebody and tell them by faith, God's gonna overturn, overturn, overturn. Come on, Facebook, come on, YouTube. God's gonna, God's gonna. Hey, say God's gonna. God's gonna. Because I know God's about to. He's going. Yeah. 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 Be seated. Let's go to work. So if he tries to discourage you tomorrow, remind him, overturn, 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 overturn. And if you get a crazy email, say, I ain't tripping over this. God's about to overturn, 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 overturn. And if you get an unexpected bill in the mail, say, I ain't worried about this. Watch God overturn, overturn, overturn. Overturn, 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 overturn. I ain't scared. Overturn, 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 over. All right, we got to go. <laughs> so. <laughs> That's Bible. I said, that's Bible. I said, that's Bible. Say overturn. 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 Go with me, production. Let's change, let's change directions. Go to, go to Ezekiel 21, 27. Put it up for me, production. Ezekiel 21, 27. Ezekiel 21, 27. Ezekiel 21, they're going to get it real quick. Let me just, let me just jaywalk over here and then come back to our regularly scheduled series. Say, so this is what I prophesy. Come on, say, this is what I prophesy. Now, now this version reads slightly different. Um, it was talking about the plan and plot of the enemy against his people. And this particular version reads like this. This is a ruin, a ruin, a ruin. Other version says... Overturn, overturn, overturn. This shall not be. He said, what they thought was going to be your downfall. I actually like this version a little bit better. I'm going to ruin it. I'm going to ruin it. And I'm going to ruin it. This shall not be. What the enemy hoped was going to make you lose your mind, God says, I'm going to ruin it, ruin it, ruin it. This shall not be. Take five seconds and worship God for what he's not going to let happen. Every hand lifted in this building now, go.
Every hand lifted at home, go. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And it is so. Look at somebody close to you and say, I believe that for you. Let's go to work. We just finished this series called By Faith. Say By Faith. We ended with the message meta faith because your faith is what's going to take you meta. Say my faith is taking me meta. Meta, I taught you, has these meanings. It means to denote a change of position or condition. So whenever I want to change my position or my condition, I do it by faith. I don't do it by complaining because that's not going to move me. I don't do it by being negative because that's not going to move me. I don't do it, watch me, by just seeking everybody else's opinion who has no fruit to back up what they have to say. What's going to move me is my faith. Look at this, second definition. It means position. It means behind after, across, and behind, which me, and beyond, which means it's your faith that's going to get some things behind you. Hear me. There's some things you need to leave in October. There's some things you need to leave, watch me, in yesterday. There's some things you need to leave in this morning. You have to leave it behind you. Hear me. You cannot walk into your future and stay stuck in your past at the same time. Watch me. You may have done everything that they said you did, but you are not who they say you are. Why? If any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things are passed away. All things are made what? New. Which means there's some things that it takes faith to put behind you. Watch me. It takes faith to put a failed relationship behind you. It takes faith to put a failed business behind you. It takes faith to put expectations, hopes, and dreams that were not accomplished behind you and wake up and say, well, this might be the day. See, I need to make sure I'm preaching to some people that say, I've had some disappointments, no doubt, but the truth is I've still got the same expectancy that today just might be the day. Would you look at somebody and say, today might be that day. It might I don't like the way they responded, so don't talk to them no more. Look at somebody else. Say, today just might be that day. It, I know it didn't happen yesterday, but today just might be that day. Bishop, it's already 7 o'clock. Well, you better read your Bible because the Bible says, though weeping may endure for a night, joy comes in the morning, which means God's wait until it's dark to do his best work. A change of position or condition. Then it means a position behind. Then it means after. So there's something after what I put behind me. And for most people, they're good at sometimes putting things behind them, but often they never move to an after. This is why when you talk to certain people, talking to them is like talking to a time machine because everything they talk about is what's behind them because they never went to their after. They're still talking about what Joe Willingham did 10 years ago. They're still talking about who hurt them years ago. They're still talking about why they were wounded when they were a little kid because they put things behind them, but they never moved to their after. Don't say that. You're triggering me. You're triggering me. You shouldn't be that easy to be triggered. That tells me that there's some unfinished business because you learn how to put things behind you, but you never got to your after. I need you to lay your hands on yourself. Say, I'm getting to my after. I then it means across. There are some things, watch me, where after I put something behind me, then I get to the after of what I put behind me. I've got to make a cross. Hear me. There is a cross that you are going to, or an across you're going to have to walk between where you were and where you're going. Between who you were and who God is making you in to be. And it's going to require faith because often you're going to be like Moses and the children of Israel 
at the Red Sea. And you're going to be trying to cross something that does not look like it's possible for you to cross it. But it's going to be your faith that's going to get you across. I taught you that on Sunday. Then it means after. After is in here twice. Because once I cross it, now there's another after. I need you to get to this place and stage in your life where you are never, ever, watch me, satisfied. Bishop, what do you mean? Doesn't the Bible say be content? Contentment and satisfaction are two different things. Content means I'm grateful for what God has done, but I also recognize and realize there's more. How do I know that there's more for my life? Because I still have a pulse. If everything God wanted to do in my life was done, then you could die. Since you're still alive, that means he's not done yet. And I need for some of y'all to shape the person next to you and tell them, say, he's not done with you yet. He, oh my God, oh my God. I bind up every spirit in this building and online that's trying to impede the flow of the word of God right now. I need you to shake somebody else next to you. Tell them he's not done with you. Eh? And you may not be where you want to be, but you got to thank God that you are not where you used to be. You are a work in progress and his best move is about to be made this month. Then it means beyond. Meta means beyond. Meta means beyond. Meta, I showed you, uh, is like how Facebook changed their name from Facebook to Meta because it means something beyond. Literally, the metaverse, watch me, you can't see it in the natural. Well, watch me, you got to put something over your eyes that shows you something, watch me, in another world while you're in this world. See, for some of you, you're so used to doing this, walking by sight, that the idea of walking by faith seems scary. Why? Because I got to cover my eyes to what I see in the natural because I see something in the spirit, watch me, that nobody else sees. Everybody else is looking at you and saying, why do you still have hope after all you've been through? Why? I got something on my eyes that's, that's me, that shows me something you cannot see. You may walk into a mess and people will say, I wouldn't do that. Well, you wouldn't do it because you don't see what I see. Other people will say, why don't you just be like Job's wife said and curse God and die? But Job saw something that his wife did not see. Watch me, which means it's possible to be married and one spouse see what another spouse does not see. And your job as a spouse is to faith your spouse into seeing what you see. Then it means denoting a higher or a second order. And I like this because higher means better than the previous level. But then watch me. To go higher, listen to me, to go meta, say meta. Meta means higher. To go higher, watch me, it also means that the, the air is going to be thinner. It also means that there's going to be turbulence. The price for flying high is turbulence. And for some of y'all, watch me, you don't even understand where you're at, so let me help you. You're so meta, say, how meta am I? That the turbulence you're facing ain't the same turbulence you faced last year. Because that turbulence was at this level. But baby, you've upgraded and gone meta, which means the turbulence you're facing, you're at a whole nother level. Would you encourage somebody to say, you're at a whole nother level, all right? And the way you handled it last year is not the way you're handling it this year. Last year, you were worried and concerned. This year, you prayed and said, I'm about to go to bed. I ain't staying up all night. Last year, you were worried about how it's going to turn out in your favor. This year, you said, all things work together for my good. Everybody in the building and online, shout, I'm meta. Now, 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 it means then second order. And I talked to you on Sunday that there's another you in you. 
And this is the you we're going to get into all this month in this series. Second order. I like the fact that it means second order. I like that for several reasons. Number one, say it's prophetic. All right, what does that mean? It's, it's declaring something because it's a two. And anytime you see a two in scripture, it's the biblical number of witness. You're in the calendar year 2020. Two, pay attention. It's the second order, which means there's a you in you that even you haven't seen yet. This is why, let me help you. This is why for some of you, you felt literally, even though you weren't, you felt like you were dying. I wish I had some honest people in this building online. Well, even though you weren't, you felt like, what is this? What am I going through? What is this pressure? You found yourself getting emotional at times of the day you don't normally get emotional. You found yourself being sensitive to stuff you're not normally sensitive to. Who am I talking to? You found yourself, what the heck is going on in me? It is because God had to kill the previous you so that the meta you could live. Because there can't be two of you alive in the same body. Mm. I'm going to tell some of y'all the previous you has been crucified and there's a second order that's coming up out of you. Open your mouth, speak to say, I'm going meta. We looked at the Hall of Fame of Faith, and we saw men and women who literally went meta. They were ordinary people that did extraordinary things by faith. Uh, we looked at Abel, Enoch, Noah, Abraham, Isaac, Sarah, Jacob. We looked at uh, Moses, Moses' parents, the Israelites, Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, and the prophets. There's one name that's missing, though. Now, it's an open book test. It's on the screen. Some of you are like, whose name is missing? You're trying to Google it. Look at the person next to you and say, your name is missing. Say, but your faith is about to get you added. Now, Ephesians 3.20 says this. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think. The issue is not God's ability. It is locked up in the latter part of the verse. Do not ever accuse God of not being powerful because, watch me, because you're passive. Do not accuse God of not being powerful because you don't know how to see things through. The Bible says now to him who is able, shout he's able. Uh-uh, you said it loud. I said shout it. If you can't follow instructions, you can stand right over there, right over there, or you can go watch in the parking lot from your phone. Open your mouth and shout, say he's able. There we go. And now uh, to him who is able to do far more abundantly. Check this out. God says, I heard what you prayed for. That's cute. I heard what you asked me for. That's nice. He says, but I am able to do far more abundantly than all you ask. That means to pray for or to think. That means whatever you imagine. Check it out. God says, whatever you can dream up, I can exceed it. And whatever you big and bold enough to ask me for, I can exceed it. But just because I can doesn't mean that I can. Why? Because it is according to, which makes this verse a mathematical equation, according to the power at work within you. So the question is this, what is at work within you? Power is the Greek word dunamis in our New Testament. And in this verse, it specifically means this, your ability to perform and work. Perform and work what? The word. So here's how it works. God says, I can exceed whatever you pray for and whatever you dream up, but it is according to your ability to perform and work. Which means I can do it. I just need somebody I can do it through. Now, here's, here, here's where we're about to separate the wheat from the tear in this building tonight and the wheat from the tear online. If you know, watch me, that perhaps in your past, like me and like everybody else, you have had some moments where God was willing, 
God was able, but you didn't perform and work. Here's your shout. That was then. This is now. I need you to open your mouth like everything you didn't do the first years of your life, starting 11-2-22. Baby, I'm coming after everything. Somebody say, I'm going after everything God's got for me. Would you fist bump somebody? Say, go get it, 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 go get it. Let's get it, let's go. Say, let's get it, let's go. God says, I can exceed what you ask me for. I can exceed what you plan up in your little planner. But only according to your ability to perform and work. Why? Why would I give you more than this if this is all you can work? You would not give a three-year-old keys to a mansion. Why? They don't know how to adult well enough. I'm coming for you tonight. So some of you are mad that, God, this is all I got. God says, that's all you know how to work. But I need you to look at somebody and touch them and say, but it's about to change. Because this month, you're about to grow all the way up. And when you grow all the way up, God says, I'm about to exceed. You thought you were doing good with your six figures. Man, I want to give you more than that. You thought you were doing good with your... I want to give you more than that. Do not settle. Somebody shout, I'm going meta. So look at this, Romans 10, 17. So faith comes by hearing. And hearing, faith comes, that word comes means this in Greek. Comes out of. So faith comes out of. Then it means is from. So faith is from. So faith what? Comes out of. And faith is from. Last definition. Faith increases. Okay? So watch me. For many of you, here's your challenge. Is that you hear a word in church. You hear a word when you listen to the podcast. You hear a word when you're listening online. You hear the word. Once you hear that word, you hear it once. And now you're trying to increase off of one thing. Let me change it. It's like eating one meal on a Sunday and expecting to still be nice by Saturday, and that's the only meal you ate. How many of you know that uh, you can get hangry? When you haven't eaten, you're not yourself. For some of you, this is what your faith does. Your faith says, you have starved me all week. Faith comes out of, is from, it increases from hearing, watch me, and hearing. Now notice, it didn't have to say hearing twice. What do you see? Two, which means you're about to witness something. Watch it. There's a regimen and there's a routine to this thing. And for some of you all, watch me, you have not disciplined yourself to have a Some of y'all, you can't do online if you live in Denver. You have to come to the building because you're not disciplined enough to do it on your own. You don't like it, but I'm right. For my online family, you're not, watch me, you can't come back and watch the replay. You have to watch it live and come back and watch the replay. Why? Because faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing through the word. Which means this is my regimen. This is my routine. So question, what is your regimen 
What is your routine? Watch me. What is your regimen? What is your routine? What is your regimen? What is your routine? See, because your faith is not going to increase if you're not regimented and you don't have a routine. So consequently, it is, again, very much so tantamount. You go to the gym once a week. Tell me, I'm trying to get this body together. No, you're not. You know why? You can't out-train a bad diet. I don't care how much resistance you do. If your eating ain't right, your body ain't going to be right. And for some of you, this is what's happening with your spirituality. Is your diet is off, so your spiritual man is off. Oh, my. But encourage somebody next to you say, but that's about to change. That's, that's why God sent you to a man called Bishop Kevin Foreman and to a place called Harvest, whether you're in this building or online. Why? To make sure you're eating right. Because if you got your diet right, everything else is going to fall into place. Say, I'm going meta. Faith comes from, comes out of, is from, increases from hearing and hearing. Through the word. Let's go here. 2 Corinthians 10, 15. So my faith is going to increase from the word. And that works both ways. It has dual polarity. Which means if I'm not listening to the word, what am I listening to? Because that's what's increasing. Some of you have more faith in the opinions of people who have nothing. Because that's all you hear. And that's all you hear. You have more faith in the opinions of people who were too scared to get out of a boat. And so they constantly try to talk you into a boat. All right, look at 2 Corinthians 10, 15. As your faith, what? Increases. Pay attention, Wednesday. Another word for increase is mature. Let's go. Which is why we're starting a new series tonight called Spiritual Adulting. What is adulting? It is the practice of behaving in a way that is characteristic of a responsible adult, especially the accomplishment of mundane but necessary tasks. So this term is a, is a pop culture term, say adulting. So um, you'll hear people when they get their first place, they'll talk about how they have to adult because they were used to their mama, they were used to their daddy doing everything and now they got to go get, now they got to get furniture, now they got to go get silverware, now they got to go get cable bills. All right. And now they, now they got to go do stuff. They get their first car. Now they, now they got to take care of a car. They were used to riding with people. And now you let people ride with you. And it's different when you're the passenger than when you're the driver. See, when you're the passenger, what's the big deal with eating in the car? When you're the driver and you got to go clean up the eating in the car? Yeah, we don't eat in this car. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. See, depending on the seat you're in, it changes how you handle the situation. And I need you to open up your mouth and say, I'm spiritually adulting. I'm... See, it may seem mundane, it may seem regimented, it may seem routine, but it is the way that I grow, it is the way that I develop, it is the way that I am disciplined, and it is the way that I mature. So the Apostle Paul lays this out for us quickly. We're almost there. In 1 Corinthians 13, 11, he lays out what spiritual adulting looks like. And for you to get the best, you're going to have to be the best. Why? He can do exceedingly, abundantly, above all you ask or think, According to the power at work in He will not exceed it because you cannot handle it. Ooh, but this month. See, I need you to get excited because you got some stuff that's been, uh, watch me, let's go here, let's go here. And then we're going to shout. And I'm going to shout really loud for this one. You ready? How many of y'all, when you were coming up, you remember layaway? 
What was layaway? Listen, you, you go the day you go Black Friday, you go to Kmart or Walmart or Target or the, the Army Base store, the BX. <laughs> and you would go and you pick out all this stuff. And you pick out all this stuff. And you pick out all this stuff. You say, I want this, and I want this, and I want this, and oh, I want that, I want that. And you're getting excited too. Because you have all of this stuff that you've asked for. And stuff that you imagined because you were looking at the magazine and you saw what was available. It was the word, come here, it was the magazine, come here, it was the word, come here, it was a magazine that showed you what was available. And once you saw what was available, you started to ask for and to imagine, y'all will catch it, and to imagine. And so consequently, you're at the store, you put all of this stuff, you get all of this stuff in this basket, you get all of this stuff in this basket, and you're, you're excited about it. And then watch me, you wouldn't go to the regular register. There was another department where you went to put stuff on layaway. They'd ring it all up and say, this is the total, and you have until such and such date to come get it. Now, if you wanted to pay on it, you could pay on it, or you could come pick it up at one time. Watch me. But the price was locked in based on the day that you came. For some of y'all, you got some stuff that's been on layaway. I'll shout myself that this month, God says, it's time for you to come pick up your stuff. It's time for you to come pick up your stuff. Would you lift your hands and worship God like you got a big harvest coming your way. Come on, Facebook. Come on, YouTube. Come on, Grape Street. Come on in the app and the website. Say, I'm expecting something huge. I'm expecting something big. And it's going to blow my mind. But you can't get it. There's a date of maturity that's attached to when you pick it up. It was somebody say, your stuff is due. That was a good one, but we know the rule. If they can't get excited, we got to try somebody else. Okay, let's try somebody else. Say, say your stuff is ready for pickup. And you got bags of stuff that's been waiting on you. Stuff that you thought you'd never have. Because you said, well, I'm out of my 20s. I ain't going to get it now. Everything from your 20s, your 30s, your 40s, your 50s. You got some stuff that's been accumulating. And it's ready for your pickup. Shout, let's get it, let's go. Paul makes this clear. Paul says this is how you get it. This is how you spiritually adult. This is how you get um, what is prepared for you because God can do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or think according to the power at work within you. Your ability to perform and work. And if you're a spiritual baby, you can only be trusted with toys. Because God won't, doesn't desire to give you something that will crush you from the pressure. I need you to learn how to thank him for what you asked for. And he said, you ain't quite grown, grown for this yet. And watch me. He's such a good father. Sometimes he'll give you what you asked for and then say, now, how you like that? Were you ready for that? Is it time for that? Mm -hmm. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. 
Here's what Paul says. When I was a child, here are the three things. I spoke like a child. So watch me. Spiritual adults speak different than spiritual babies. I thought like a child. A spiritual adult thinks differently about things. Okay? A spiritual baby looks at a storm and says, what's wrong? A spiritual adult says, this is my usher. This storm has ushered me to something. A spiritual baby gets inconsistent when challenges come. A spiritual adult intensifies their care. If you challenge me, I wish up. Mm. If you challenge me, you'll watch my consistency go to a whole nother level. Okay? I reason like a child. This is your ability to make decisions. Pay attention. He says you speak like a child, you think like a child, and you make decisions like a child. I'm mad, so I ain't showing up, baby. Come on, this is Wednesday. Let's grow up. Come on, look at the person. Let's grow up. Let's grow up. Ooh, don't get quiet on me now. Look at somebody say, let's grow up. Let's grow up. I had a bad day. I'm not lifting my hands to worship. Child, you think that by withholding worship, you're hurting God? God says, oh, you don't want to praise me? I'll find a rock, make it open its mouth, give it a mouth to open, and make it open its mouth and give me what you won't give me before I tolerate your childish attitude. I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I made decisions like a child. What does a child make decisions for? Comfort. What does a child make decisions for? To get what they want, when they want, how they want, because they want it. And what do they do when they don't get it? They throw tantrums. Why do, I, why do you see so many adults? We got to be honest. It's a different type of person on the planet today. Have y'all known it? Am I the only one that's known as that? And you have to be careful that you don't label everybody based on somebody but if you just look like people different today and all this ain't coronavirus induced. Like people act like they doing you a favor to do what they said they were going to do. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me tonight. Customer service people act like they doing you a favor to serve the customer. Okay, y'all don't like that one. Paul said, when I was a child, I what? Spoke like one. I thought like one. I made decisions like one. Watch the verse. But when I became, became here is a misleading word in English because it makes you think he's talking about the natural process of aging. Aging is different than maturing. Because you can age and not mature. You ever met an old fool? You expect wisdom to come out of their mouth, but when they talk, you're like, what? What are you talking about? Okay, watch me. For those of you that say, I'm 50 years old. Baby, that don't mean nothing. I'm 70 years old. That doesn't necessarily mean anything. Watch me. Does your spirit match your age? You can be younger and be more mature spiritually. I'm so excited, watch me, that no matter what your age is, for all of us this month, we're all about to mature. Come on, open up your mouth, say, let's grow up. This word dis, uh, decided here, or when I became, it actually means this in Greek. It means when I decided or when I chose. 
So Paul says, Paul says this. Paul says, um, essentially in the verse, he says, when I was a child, I thought, I spoke, I reasoned like a child. At some point, I had to decide. I had to choose to be a man. Which means there's a difference between a male and a man. Between a female and a woman. What is the difference? Maturity. He says, when I became a man, man here, it means this in Greek, a sir. For those of you that have been around Harvest Culture, you know for those that serve on the Dream Team, one of the things we do, and it's baked into our culture, and I know it's counterculture. I care less, just let me be very clear with you. Let me just be crystal clear with you. I know it's counterculture, but, but watch me. But we were sent to change the culture, not become the culture. It's a problem when church folk want to be more like the world than the world want to be like church folk because you're so busy trying to be like them to reach them, not realize that you're not reaching them by becoming them because they no longer respect you. Y'all better hear me today. So watch me. He says, when I became a man, man here means sir. When I became a sir. What does that mean? A mature man. Watch what he says Wednesday. I gave up my childish ways. Which means there's some things that I decided and I chose no longer fit where I was headed. No longer fit where I was going. It no longer makes sense for me to sit and complain. That's acting like a child. But I gave up my childish ways. It no longer makes sense to sit back and shoulda, woulda, coulda when I got breath in my body so I can do something different from this moment forward. Somebody say, I give up my childish ways. I separated from. Now pay attention. Paul said, I separated from my childish ways. What happens when your ways are reinforced by people? It requires a separation. See, for some of you, you never mature because you have people around that have their breast in your mouth. Oh, that was a little too real for Wednesday? It's sad when you see grown people with breasts in their mouth. What are they doing? Breastfeeding. It's quiet in the building. What do you mean? Because some people, watch me, they never mature. Because their circle reinforces their immaturity. Yeah, you did the right thing, girl. I went and did that. No, you did not do the right thing. And you need somebody in your life that will tell you you were totally out of order and you were totally wrong and go back and fix it. I need you to shake somebody like you're going to shake their arm off. Say, you need people that will check you. Come on, Wednesday. You don't just need people that, yeah, you, no, you are not always doggone right. Watch me. He said, he said, I had to separate from my childish ways. If you have people around you that reinforce your chaos, your dysfunction, your chaos, your drama, watch me, your dishonor, your disrespect, y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. But I don't believe in, and I don't believe in all of that. Listen, we got, okay, I'm going there. We got a whole nother type of person on the planet that thinks it's cute to be a man eater. Oh, oh, I'm coming now. What do you mean by that, Bishop? We got a whole nother person on the planet that thinks it's cute to walk around demeaning people, pulling people down, talk crazy to their spouse, 
Talk men and women. Talk crazy to their kids. Talk crazy to their boss. Talk crazy. Y'all not saying nothing. Watch me. Watch me. We got a whole nother person on the planet today. And it's reinforced by their circle. So you have you have you have baby's kids running businesses. You have baby's kids, they the mean girls. And they got their little mean click. And they little mean, they're the mean guys. They got their little jacked up, messed up, mean mugging, look like they'd been shot four or five times. Come on, we about to rap, because evidently it got too real. It's reinforced by their circle. I want you to pay attention to what Paul says. I had to separate from my childish ways. For some of you, watch me, the only way God can mature you is he has to separate you from people that reinforce your childish ways. For some of you, God says, yep, I'm about to make you move. You know why? Because you're about to separate from your child. Yep, I'm about to make you switch jobs because that little, clue, that little crew you got at your current job, they only reinforce your immature ways. Y'all not talking. But I need you to look at somebody and say, but if you grow up, say God's going to make sure he pays up. Come on, Wednesday, we're getting ready to go. But I need you to worship God, not for cash, not for cars, not for clothes, but watch me, but that you're about to grow up. That you're about to spiritually mature. Come on, where are the people in the building and online that are excited about their own growth? Somebody say, and I'm growing up. And I'm growing up. Look at somebody say, and you're growing up. And when we grow up, God's going to pay up. Grab a seat. He says, Paul says, I had to separate from my childless way. So anything that reinforces speaking like a child, thinking like a child, making decisions like a child, I have to separate that from you. So could it be what you call betrayal, what you call hurt, what you call disappointment? Could some of that be maturity being released on you because some of what you say that's not fair be God saying you about to learn how to deal with what's not fair because only kids walk around talking about that's not fair because every adult's gonna tell them guess what baby life's not fair but you know what else ain't fair favor ain't fair either and I don't know about you, but I'm so excited that I got favor from God that will make up for everything that's not fair in life. How do you know that you're favored? Every time you go through something that should take you out, you bounce back up. Every time you go through something that should wipe you out, you bounce back up. Every time it looks like you should be down for the count, you bounce back up. Open your mouth, say, I know I got favor. You ready? He says, I have to separate my childish ways. Question, what do you need to give up? What do you need to give up? In the scripture, 
in 1 Kings 19, we're not going to go there, just write it down. We'll jaywalk over there and come back. In 1 Kings chapter 19, Elijah, the man of God, shows up to Elisha. Elisha has been herding ox. He's on the 12th yoke of oxen. That means he's on the 23rd and 24, because a yoke was two oxen. He's on the 23rd and the 24th. He's at the end. Okay? He's at the end. All right? Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. He's at the end of the year. <laughs> God always comes to talk to you about growing up when you get to the end of something. So the reason we're doing this series in November of the calendar year is because we got two months to get you ready. Come on, come on, make this declaration. Say, say, I got two months to get ready. Now watch me. He comes to him at the 23rd and the 24th yoke of oxen, and Elisha throws his mantle on him. I mean, Elisha thro or Elijah throws his mantle. We're going to say J and S so that you don't get confused. J is Elijah, S is Elisha. J throws his mantle on S. And when J throws his mantle on S, what happens? He looks at him, and he knows it is time to go. He says, I'm about to take you on a trip called maturity. I'm about to take you on a trip called growth. I'm about to take you on a trip. You were used to herding ox, and you thought your whole life was going to be herding ox. You thought your whole life was going to consist of you being a farmhand. You thought your whole life was going to consist of you, watch me, of you dealing with dirty, stinking animals. You thought your whole life was going to consist of you being at the bottom. You thought your whole life was going to consist of you not doing well. And then Elijah shows up and says, I'm about to change the trajectory of your life. Get my mantle. Let me be your Elijah tonight. Let me be your Elijah tonight. For every person where you thought your life was going to be one thing, but you can hear what I'm prophesying to you tonight, that your life is about to shift and change in a dramatic way. Lift your hands. Father, I release my mantle tonight. Like Elijah, the man of God, did. And I pray that tonight will begin the mark of change. That tonight will begin the mark of a delineation in their lives. Come on, open your mouth Wednesday and say, change is coming. Check. Say it again. Say, change is coming. He throws his mantle on him. And when he throws his mantle on him, when he throws his mantle on him, what happens? He knows it's time to move forward. He says, listen, let me go back and kiss my mother and father goodbye. Elijah says to him, Jay says to S, what did I do to you? Uh, in essence, he's like, look, don't make this take too long. We don't have all day for you to do this. Lay your hands on yourself. Say, don't make this take too long. Say, don't resist the change. Uh-huh. Say, it's time to spiritually adult. Say, let go of your childish ways. Every last one of them. Come on. Say, every last one of them. Oh, so you, oh, oh that one's in Atlanta. Okay. That's all right. I got my Roman purple one. This isn't pink. This is called Roman purple. Why is it called Roman purple? Because the robes of the bishops were marked with the blood that they had to pay the price to serve the Lord. Let that be a lesson for every leader that anytime you take a seat of authority, if your robe isn't bloody, you're not doing it right. If you ain't getting cut and taking some hits, you ain't leading right. Does somebody next to you say, you ain't doing it right? Unless there's some blood on your robes. He throws his mantle.
throws his mantle on him. He's like, let's go. And Elijah was with the what? The 23rd and the 24th yoke of oxen. Hear me, Wednesday. Hear me, harvest. I am saying this to you, and I need you to hear me like you never heard me, which is why I'm talking so slow. Y'all know I like to go fast. Right about through here? But I need you to hear me. He throws his mantle on him. When he throws his mantle on him, he's like, let's go. It's time for us to put an end to this because this has served its purpose. And now it is time for us to move forward. So you're going to have to separate from your childish ways. Because where did you learn to herd ox? Your daddy. Which means you've been in this family thing, this family cycle. You've been in this bloodline cycle your entire life. Elijah shows up, throws his mantle on him, and says, it's time to go. Uh, now, he's on the what? 23rd and 24th yoke of oxen. And what does Elijah do? We're almost done. What does Elijah do? Elijah stands there and watches Elijah go do something. J-N. J-N. S-N. Let's go. He takes the equipment that he was using to herd the ox. And the Bible says he takes the equipment, he goes and starts a fire, and he fuels the fire with the equipment he used to herd the ox. Why? So he could never go back And for some of you, there's some childish ways you need to set on fire because you ain't never going back to that version of yourself. Open your mouth and say, I'm not going back. 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 Watch me. He says, I spoke like a child. What does that mean? It means everybody stand. We're done. What does that mean? It means to preach like a child. Speak like a child. <laughs> Talk like a child. This is his last definition. Tell like a child. Children tell everybody everything. For all of you parents who you think you're telling your kids, don't say nothing. You th they're telling everybody everything. When they go to school, that whole schoolhouse know your business. <laughs> Didn't I tell you not to tell nothing? Kids don't think that way. Because kids don't realize that there are some things that can't be shared with people who can't hold it. Paul said, I learned not to tell everybody everything. Thought like a child. It means to think, to judge, to seek, to observe, to care for. Paul said, I stopped thinking like a child. I stopped judging like a child. I stopped seeking for things like a child. I stopped observing like a child. I stopped caring for it like a child. You ready? Look at this. Then he said he reasoned like a child. He says, I stopped counting like one. Which just means when you count like a child. When you count like a child, you often are counting for the purpose of comparison. So now you're comparing what you got to what somebody else has, and you can't be happy about what you... You can't celebrate your H because you wish it was this. Not recognizing there's benefits to being this one. Why? Because this one, you can't pick up and move this one fast. 
But when you count like a child, you're counting to compare yourself to somebody. Children compare. And children fight to be at the top of the bottom. To count, to charge with, to reason, to decide. Paul said, I put these things away. I put these things away. I put these things away. So as we start this series, Father, show us what we need to separate from, what we need to put away. And it's stuff that's in us. Before we blame a place, before we blame a person, a thing, or an idea, Father, show us in us. Paul says he gave up his childish ways. Show us in us what needs to mature. Show us in us what is childish. For some, I hear the Lord loud and clear, you hold on to the child that's in you because the child that was in you never got to be one. And since you never got to experience and enjoy your childhood, now you're grown living like a child. Hear me. This month, mature us, God. Let us grow up and put away childish ways. Father, show us those that are around us that reinforce childish ways. Show us, God, what needs to mature in us. Can you lift your hands in this building and online? Typically, this wouldn't be a type of message. On Sunday, I'll shout you. We shouted tonight, too. I'll shout you Sunday. This wouldn't typically be the type of message that people would start shouting about. Come on, y'all, let's be spiritually mature. Come on, y'all, let's grow up. Here's what I'm excited about the people of Harvest, is that we're not a materialistic people. We are not a people where the only thing we want to hear is, is bless me, bless me, bless me, bless me. We're not, a, we're not a people that is just trying to get cash, cars, and clothes. We are a people that says, God, the blessing of the Lord makes one rich and he has no sorrow. But God, I don't, I don't just want stuff. God, I want to be a spiritual adult. I don't just want money. God, I want to be mature. I don't just want things, but I want triumph. Can I get you to worship God for 10 seconds for your spiritual maturity? 10. Come on, worship for you growing up. 9. Come on, Facebook. Come on, YouTube. 8. Because you're about to mature. You're about to grow up. And when you grow up, God pays up. Five. Come on, let me hear you Wednesday. Four. Come on, YouTube. Three, two. Tell the Lord, say, I release my childish ways. I'll no longer think like a child. I'll no longer speak like a child. I'll no longer reason like a child. I choose... To adult. It's a verb. I choose to adult. I'm growing. Come on, speak this over your life. I'm maturing. I'm getting better. And by the end of this month, speak this with authority. By the end of this month, I will be the best version of myself yet. In Jesus' name. 
Here's about eyes closed in this building and online. If you need to become a Christian, I need you to take this opportunity right now. God's coming to get you. Secondly, if you're giving your life to the Lord, you've not been faithful to him. This is your moment. Thirdly, if you're like, Bishop Foreman, I don't know where things stand with God, but I want to be sure whether you're in this building or online, on the count of three, I need for you to lift your hand up in the building. Online, do the hand wave emoji or say it's me wherever you are at. On the count of three, one, two, three. If that's you, hands up in the building. Online, do the hand wave emoji or say it's me. Need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord, or be sure. Everybody pray this to me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth, and I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian from this day forward. In Jesus' name, amen. If you just prayed that prayer for the first time, take your phone out, scan the QR code on the screen, text the word decision to 877-552-4746. Some of you are saved, but you need a shepherd. Hear me. There is no such thing as shepherding yourself. We live in a world. It's, it's a whole new world out there. Where there are people who will say, well, I don't need all of that. Well, well God says you do. I don't need no man preaching to me, but God says you do. I don't, I don't believe in organized religion, but you like organized target. So just tell the truth. You, you want to control God because your childish ways make you think you actually can. If you need a shepherd, hear me, and I say that with love, but I want to be direct about it. If you need a shepherd, we'd love for you to be a part of our family. Bishop Foreman, how do I know who my shepherd is? It's in the voice of the shepherd. The Bible says, sheep know the voice of the shepherd. We'd love for you to be a part of our family. Text join harvest is one word. Get the number on the screen, 877-552-4746. You scan the QR code. We'd love for you to be a part of the family. You don't have to live in Denver. You don't have to live in Atlanta. You can live anywhere. We got harvesters on every um, continent except Antarctica. And I'm going to be honest with you. I'm okay with not touching Antarctica. Somebody said Friday Night Fire. Y'all can go. I'll come on video. It will be an amazing video. Y'all have an amazing time. I'll just put it on Instagram. I will watch. But I ain't coming. Listen, when you came in, there were communion elements. I want you to get that in your hand. Peel the first layer back. At home, all my online family, I love you. And uh, you can get communion elements right here. We'll ship it to you. It's no cost to you. You just pay the shipping and we'll send it to you. Shipping costs... $44 now. If you're in the building and you did not get one, just raise your hand and the ambassadors will come serve you. Take out that first layer, peel it back, lift it towards the Lord. Father, as a bishop in your church, transform these elements to your blood and body. We receive this now, thanking you for your sacrifice for us. In Jesus' name, you can receive the communion. Peel that next layer back, lift it towards heaven. Jesus is what's called a heave offering. To heave means to lift up. That's why he says, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men. You know the rest? Unto me. Why do we lift it in church? We lift it in church because that's what he did. And he said, and if I be lifted, I will draw all men unto myself. When you receive communion, don't just think of it as a snack at the end of church. It's not just trying to get you over until you can leave church and go get something to eat. The Bible says that if you approach communion in a careless manner, the Bible says, for this reason, many of you sleep. Literally, the scripture says that when people played with this, that it, it would lead to people exiting the earth before they planned. 
So communion is reserved for those that are believers, but then number two, believers are to take it serious. Why? Bishop, it's just bread and crackers. No, 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 no. While that may be that in the natural, everything we believe is locked up in his blood and his body. You know why you don't have to worry about what happens to you when you exit the earth? Because of his blood and his body. You know why you don't have to worry about people throwing your past in your face or your mistakes in your face? Because of his blood. And you know why you can tell the uh, enemy, you know what? You, I may have done everything you said I did, but I'm not who you say I am. It is because of his blood and his body. So, Father, we receive this now. Thanking you for your sacrifice for us. In Jesus' name, you can receive the juice. My God. That tastes like a 1973 blood. I mean, listen. <laughs> Y'all gonna have to drive me home. Listen. I <laughs> Praise the Lord, everybody. Y'all have juice. The man of God. Amen. All right, listen, if you came in... <laughs> Okay, amen. I'm just, I'm just teasing. If you came in late and you weren't able to give, I want you to get that ready. If you want to sow the seal, I want you to get that ready. What's our seed tonight? I told you since May, God wants to release wealth into the hands of the people of ours. Lift your hands. I just heard this loud and clear. There's somebody, you are either in this building or you are online tonight. There, this, and, and we say this often, but I just heard this loud and clear. He, won't, he didn't show me your face, but he told me you are watching literally right now or you are in this building right now, I need you to hear me. Here's what he said. By December 31, he's releasing a seven-figure deal for your business. I don't know who it is. All I know is you're literally watching. If you think it might be you, can you just put a praise in the atmosphere right now? And we're going to get to December 31, 2022, and our confession will be, the Lord has done great things. Come on. Even if you don't think it's you, worship God for whoever it's for. And the Lord has done great things for us. And we are glad. And the Lord has done great things for us. And we are Hallelujah. Amen. Listen, our seed tonight, I, I said that the Lord told me starting in May, he said, I'm going to release wealth into the hands of the people of the So since May, every message you've heard me uh, talking to you about a seed target and naming your seed and doing all that, I'm only doing that to obey God. If you've been around for longer than that, you know, we didn't do that uh, every time before May. I am doing that to obey God. Um, why? If, he's trying, if God has a seed that he's getting you to release, that's because there's a harvest that he wants to release. And so tonight, as we start uh, this brand new month, I want to tie our seed. I want to tie our seed uh, to 1 Corinthians 13, 11. Whatever you sow, a one or three and a one. You're going to do 13. You're going to do 131. You're going to do 31. I want to push everybody to sow something tonight. Everybody to sow something. And what are you going to call this? Your S.A. seed for spiritual adulting. Sunday's message um, I'm fired up about. 
Like, I'm so fired up about it. Um, when I sent out the notes after preparing, somebody told me there's a whole song based on Sunday's title. I listened to the song. I was like, okay. I said, I never knew of such a thing. It's going to be amazing. Y'all excited about this new series? It's going to be amazing. So Sunday at 9.15 and 11.15 Mountain Time, it's going to be amazing. Lift your giving to the Lord. Everybody sow something tonight. How can you sow it? The cash app, dollar sign, Bishop Homer, the number two, PayPal, Venmo, Zelle, Givelify. That's available. The key email is hello at Harvest Church. That's search. Whatever you sow, release that SA or spiritual adulting. If you use text to give the app and there's no memo there, just say that as you release your seed. But everybody sow something. Sow 31, 131. Something with those numbers. Connected to that scripture, believing that by the end of this month, you're going to be grown, grown. By the end of this month, you'll be the best version of yourself yet. By the end of this month, you'll be the most mature you've ever been. By the end of this month, you'll be one that others look to and say, my God, at the beginning of this month, they were one way. But at the end of this month, look at how much they've grown. Come on, open your mouth. Worship God for your growth. Glory. Hallelujah. Come on, lift it. Say, Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for spiritual growth, for spiritual maturity. I sow now because that's an act of spiritual adulting. I'm a seed sower. I can be trusted with resources. And I release this in my hand, knowing that heaven will release at the same time. My increase comes from my release. I'm blessed to be a blessing. In Jesus' name, amen. Masters are passing in the auditorium. Why do you do it a second time, Bishop, for those who come in late and for us to have the opportunity to sow to seal. Once you give, you're totally free to go. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to 877-552-4746 and we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life.